0: Here on the Power to Pivot podcast, we explore those pivotal moments with individuals who dared to embrace the power of their choice and have completely changed the course of their lives. Join us as we dive into their stories, overcoming fear, seizing opportunities, and embracing the transformation. We're equipping you with practical tools, insightful tips, and valuable resources for your journey. So march along with me to discover the art and power of pivoting and unlock a new path for your life. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode and please share with friends to help us spread the power to pivot with the world. Are you ready? It is time to pivot. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of the power to pivot podcast. I am very excited today for this episode. I'm joined by Daniel Jackson. He is known as the Spirit Medium Daniel. How are you, Daniel?
1: I'm not too shabby today. How about you, Elizabeth? You doing Uh, okay?
0: I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking. Thanks for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be here. So you are Spirit Medium Daniel. Yes. How did you come to... Well how did you come end up realizing that you were a medium?
1: Um I didn't find that out until right before I was turning 50 years old. I have seen spirit my entire life. Uh, I have seen them ever since uh, the age of 3 years old. My family and I lived in a little town in New Jersey called National Park and I had a little had a park there. I had a we called it the monument but it uh, it was where the Hessian spot and there was a little hospital on there. So a lot of people within that close proximity were having these same experiences, issues. They were seeing spirit and and as well as we were. My whole family saw them. Um, there was a time when my sister was getting ready for school in the morning and my mom was helping her in the bathroom. And they went in front of this door that had a, um, a full-length mirror on it. When they did, there was a woman standing there in a colonial outfit. Um Wow. There was one time when my brothers and I were watching TV downstairs, and my sister's room it was two flights up, and and um, uh, her record player turned on. But that's not the crazy part. The crazy part was, I mean, this is back in the '70s where you had to pick a record up and you flip the switch and drop down, and a record would play. Well, it was switching records, so it was taking records on and off and putting them on and playing them. And yeah, and, yeah. I mean, ashtrays would move around the house and glasses and books and all kinds of things and furniture so but this just it just kept going throughout my life as a from a a young boy to a teenager and then my parents and i moved to delaware when i was 17 my dad got a different job and and uh, at that point no one was really experiencing them as much as i was i was seeing more and more all the time Uh, i remember i was in my 20s i was playing in a rock band you know back to i had big hair and everything and, uh, yeah, it was. I thought it was cool, but not so much. I was wearing zebra-striped spandex, all that. But um, I came home from a gig, and when I laid down in bed, something laid down next to me. And then it did that, like, three or four times. And then, like, the fifth time, I went to roll over and see what was there. Whatever was there picked up the blanket that I had on top of me, and it brought it up to the ceiling. and just shook it above me, and then it dropped it on top of me. Oh my God. And then at that point, I slept on the couch for two years after that because I was so scared. I was
0: just going to uh, ask, like, at any point, like, especially as you're younger, right? Like, you're, you're not as aware of what's happening. Like, how afraid were you? Was it scary? Like, um,
1: that, one, that time was because that was a more physical type thing that was happening directly to me. Um, but again, I would see things all the time, experience things, feel things, uh, hear things. Um, but that one was a little bit, uh, what we would call traumatic, uh, but that was not the most traumatic thing I've ever had happen. Uh, that's for sure. Um, it was, but, uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, it wasn't always, um, easy, but, but growing up and, and coming around this and being around this all the time, you do get used to it after a while. And I did, and it just... It would just be things, uh, there was once my girlfriend and I were watching TV, watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and and she was at the foot of the bed, and I was at the other end, and then out of my closet, this thing about maybe four feet long and two feet thick, it was, it was white and milky looking, kind of snaked its way out of my closet, and went across the room, and then it just disappeared, and my girlfriend said to me, she said, did you just see that? And I said, yeah, I did, Let, let's get the heck out of here, because... You know, and who knows what's coming next? But, but things just continued to come next all the time. I was in my grandfather's room. He st- he lived with us for a long time, and because uh, my grandmother had passed away two years prior, and I was looking in his room and looking at pictures of my grandma, him, and my grandma. And then I I laid down on his bed and I fell asleep, and I kept hearing this squeaky noise. My sister was down with her. She had her little pet ferret, and. Uh, those things, oh boy! So uh, and uh, and it kept making this noise, and I kept telling it to stop. And then when I I set myself up to tell it to stop again, uh, my grandfather's chair, his rocking chair, was rocking back and forth, and my grandmother was in it. Oh my gosh! Um, and she turned around and looked at me, and her eyes got real big. And then I was like, "Whoa!" And then she just disappeared. So so it just I've I've seen all kinds of. Strangeness <laughs> throughout my life, uh, but I just ac- accepted it. I just, you know, I was told that I was sensitive. So, no, that's not the case. What sensitive? That's a- another lie. That's about things. So, um, so this just progressed, um, and it just kept going on and on and on until right before I was turning fifty years old, and then, at that point, my my wife was going away on vacation for two weeks. And then I saw everything you can imagine that was in a scary movie in my house for two weeks. Oh, I wow. saw eight-foot skeletons walking around the room. I saw green and red mist with uh, little skulls and red eyes and fangs pouring out of the walls. And and I saw this cloud that would come out of the corner of the bedroom where I was sleeping. And each night it was a different color. One right, Each night one night it was red and then blue and then green and then yellow and then red with black stripes, blue with black stripes, green with black stripes. It was just... I saw a, a cloud form above the bed and then like this it opened up and like this little window of blackness and then I saw this skeleton arm come out and another one come out and then I pulled the whole body out and was looking around the room and staring at me and wow. I, <clears throat> and I saw the I, saw the famed hat man and down in my basement. So Oh my
0: gosh. Like I I'm listening and and I know before the show we talked and you're like a lot of mediums out there talk about the love and light and it's more than that. Like And I believe like we are, we're, we're both, right? We're the light and the dark. Um, What do you see the light side as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. I I see both sides. I see what we would, what we would refer as into heaven. And then I also see there's no such place as hell. There's no, there's no one, uh, it's not burning, it's not on fire. No one's, you know. There there might be a guy walking around with horns and a tail, but he's not, you know, torturing anybody. It's just that's what he looks like where he comes from. I don't just see people. I see dogs, cats, horses, cows, fish, other beings from other places. I see everything. So you either you either walk into the light or you remain here, uh, in this low energy realm. I call it earthbound, but it is just a low energy realm because I see many different beings there all the time. And most of them aren't human, but I see a lot of people there as well. But uh yeah.
0: What is it that you like? Because we all have the ability to see, right? Like no, it's, not really.
1: That's no, no.
0: Okay, no. tell me it, about
1: we, that. We we come into the world with that ability, but the only reason you have it is because you just came from heaven, and now you're and you are pure of heart. You don't have any pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anguish, any of that stuff in you because you just came from a perfect place. But what happens is you wake up in this world and a baby body going, what? And your mom and dad's going, I'm your mom and dad. And you're going, I don't know who the heck you are, but okay. And, um, and they raise you and then they teach you the ways of the world and everyone te- else teaches you the ways of the world. And then they, they're basically throwing a bucket of bleach over top of you and it washes it all away You because you're, now you have all this pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anger, fear, all this other stuff. And, um, you know, you're afraid of it now that everyone tells you, tells you that these things are your imaginary friends or, you know, no, it's just, but some, some of us are meant to keep it. Not everyone is. Uh, as I always tell people, some of us are just meant to be teachers. Others are just meant to be students. That's all. That's the way it is. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, you, you can get in touch with what we call our intuition, but that's your soul. That's what it is. And they, they brand it. They give all these uh, crazy words and stuff like that. You're just getting in touch with your soul because the soul is what makes you you. I mean, the, the person I'm talking to right now is is the soul. Okay, I'm not talking just uh, to, to this meat suit. I'm talking to the soul because the soul is the, the energy that keeps this body alive. It's like a battery in a radio. If you take the battery out of the radio, it doesn't turn on anymore. So it's exactly... So, but uh, yeah, they're just... Not everybody has this. You're not meant to have it.
0: So not. for you. Do you have to take measures to protect your own energy as Me? these are becoming no. aware? Or
1: I don't. Uh, I but I found that out. Uh, uh, I I have something different than any other medium has. No one has what I have. They just don't. And I, I've just learned to accept it. Uh, but I don't have to, I used to, in the very beginning, um, I was, uh, I, was, I, I ended up, uh, my first year kind of into it, uh, searching around, looking for people, had a hard time with that. Uh, and then I found a woman who was, uh, I, when I found out all this stuff was going on, I investigated everything, uh. I like to do that. That's how I get my answers. I don't just say, oh, this person says something. Oh, they got to know what it is. No, because uh, most people, again, they just don't. Uh, uh, I was speaking to a guy this morning who's a, a ghost hunter, and he doesn't know his uh, head from a hole in the ground, okay, uh, because um, they just don't. They they just go on all the stories that they see on TV and, and movies and all that stuff, and they think it's all real. Um, so I, I found this one um Paranormal group came to my house. They they got so much information. By the time they left my house, they quit and didn't want to come back. Uh, but come to find out it wasn't my house. It's me. So uh, I did find this one woman who I was going to have come to the house, but just never got around to it because after that first one, I was like, no, forget this. This is dumb. So uh, but she did have an, an intuition group and I went to that uh, and then after I was explaining to her what I have going on, she said, well, I'm putting a group together that it's all mediums and I want you to come because they got to, they got to confer on this. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And then, uh, so they kind of, they, they helped me to develop what I have. Um, and now every one of them comes to me for answers Wow! because they knew who I talked to. Uh, so, but in the very beginning of that, I was, They would tell me how to protect myself. So I would, I would used to sit on the edge of my bed when I wake up in the morning and say, okay, I'm taking the energy that is within me and pulling it out of me and put it all over me to protect me from all the negative energies that are within me and outside of me. I used to do that. But then uh, during that process, when they were helping me to develop this, we found out that I could channel. I didn't know what channeling was. I didn't know what any of this stuff was. I I got received a message and I went to my uh, the meeting with them. And at the end of the meeting, they told me to talk to one of the girls, just one specific one. um, Asked her uh, if it would be okay if we sat across from each other and cleared our minds out. And I hold out my hands and then she touched my hands and I was told a message would come through. So I had to ask her that first. And as I was telling her that. One of the other girls said, are you getting rid of the channel? And I was like, what? (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, this is what I was told to do. Um, Yeah, at at that point, uh, we found out who was with me. Uh, I ended up channeling with each and every member of that group uh, a couple of times. And uh, every time that I channeled, either an archangel came through or Jesus came through. And a couple of times God came through. And when God walks into the room, you know who it is. I mean, everybody in there. And he came through their, their hair and their arms and everything, and their hair and their heads were standing out straight. So, Ooh, yeah, it was uh, kind of crazy. That kind of energy. So, uh, so yeah, so, so, and finding out that I have archangels with me, I have them with me all the time. And how many do I have? All of them because I have something different. So, I don't need to do any type of protection, uh rituals or anything like that because I'm protected from that by them because they protect me because one of the things that they have me do is I cross spirit over into the light. And in order to do that, they have to be able to protect me from everything so nothing can bother me. So I can walk into any haunted house anywhere in in the entire world and no negative energies can touch me. Now, regular energies do touch me, the ones who are just regular, because not everything that remains here in this earthbound place is horrible. Some people just wake up out of their bodies and just don't know they've died or they just chose to be where they are because where you go is your choice. It's not someone telling you, oh, do 10 Hail Marys and now I'm going to save you a spot in heaven. It doesn't work like that because that's about power and control. Uh, But but yeah, I, I don't have to be, I don't have to do anything in order to be protected. Now, that's not, that's just me. That's not everybody else so you just have to figure out what's what's best for you maybe do some grounding work or do some do just learn something that will, will protect you ask your spirit guides to help you protect you but yeah because spirit guides are not angels they're just not people don't have angels like the world wants you to think you do you only have an angel with you because you're performing a specific task for God that he wants you to do and you're very aware of it and you're helping masses of people because you don't need an angel to go get a cup of freaking coffee It's just that simple.
0: How does one go about tapping into their intuition?
1: Well, the best way to do that is through uh, meditation. But in order to get clear messages, you must be clear. So a lot of people think that uh, if if I use sage or if I use some crystals and all that stuff. No, you have to do the inner work first. You have to get rid of the, the pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anguish. You have to get rid of all the everything that's going on inside of you. Uh, if you have a bunch of people around you who are always trying to bring you down and stuff like that, you have to get rid of those people. Get rid of them from your life. You have to clear yourself out in order to get true, clear messages from your intuition. And it's not about just getting one answer for one thing because you want to win a million dollars in the lottery, Okay. You have to continue to do this work and continue to remain clear throughout your entire life. There's no picking and choosing, you know, like people pick and choose stuff out of the Bible. They don't live actually live by the Bible the Bible has uh, rape and murder and pedophilia in it. They don't live by that. They only live by the things they want to pick and choose. But you cannot pick and choose with spirituality either. You either do it or you don't. You cannot be one foot in and one foot out.
0: Mm, that. The word control keeps coming to mind when as yeah. you're talking because like we we the want it to who be want to tell easy like
1: the way they want you to live it and give them ten percent how did they know about ten percent because the people who wrote those books in the bible and all that stuff were kings and queens that's how
0: well and uh, like you had mentioned you're you're either all in or you're right. not and right. like it we we don't want to do the inner work because it's painful but right. the more like the truth. right the the truth hurts Yeah, Um,
1: but only hurts because you're not used to it because you have not lived it. That's why.
0: So you you mentioned that you teach truthful spirituality. Correct. What does that mean?
1: That is getting down to the basics. That is learning to let go, to let it go, and let it go means letting go of that pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anguish. Getting rid of the people in your life, changing your life into understanding. I don't need to go out and have revenge on someone just because they did something wrong to me. I can accept. I can learn to accept that person for who they are. But that doesn't mean I need to. I need to be with that person. I can accept them, and that's fine. But I don't have to keep uh, participating in in a life with them in my life. Uh, I can learn to exit those people from my life. I have to let go of all the. All the stuff. I don't watch the news anymore because I know the news is not telling the truth. It's never told the truth. Uh, I have to let go of uh, the fact that you don't need six cars and seven houses and 10 boats or you need to work, 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 work. Well, it's about learning to let go. And it's about taking that red pill and understanding that the world around you is not exactly what they're making it out to be. You have to learn to let go. You have to learn to uh, stop thinking a thousand selfies and putting them on Facebook all day long because you're not meant to do that. I mean, if you have that, if you have that issue going on, you have a self-esteem problem. Go get that fixed. That's what you have. Uh, it's yeah. It's just it's about learning to let go and and opening up and understanding that you are more than just this, just this body. You are. You have a beautiful, bright, white, light soul inside of you, and it is here to learn the human experience, but. It is also here to learn lessons and fulfill a purpose and fulfilling a, pr- a purpose is not becoming a doctor or a lawyer, but fulfilling your is We are here to help each other just for the sake of helping, not because you can, but because you should in a way that you're going to help people to do something they cannot do for themselves, or you're helping them to figure it out for themselves. That's what we're here to do. We're not here to pay attention to the Kardashians and the uh, and, and, and all that other crap, because that is exactly that. It is crap. It is a distraction. We, we, it's about learning to let it go. It's about learning to to know that we are here. You know, we all live on the same planet. No one's going anywhere anytime soon. So we better start to get along with each other before we annihilate each other. That's what we're, we're here to figure it out. Because, you know, the, there's a saying that said, God bless you. Well, he did. He put you here, but he wants us to figure out the rest. He wants us to take care of each other. That's what he wants us to do, and hmm. we just don't.
0: No, there's still a lot of judgment and uh, fear. I think we fear the unknown. We fear what's not the same as us. Yeah, yeah. Um, well,
1: I always, I always tell people all the time: when you're about to walk out of a store and you see someone or anyone, and you're about to judge them, look at them, and then think to yourself. You know, think about take a self inventory of yourself and think about all the stuff you've been through in your entire life. And then look back at that person and go, maybe they're going through something, too. So what if I don't like what they wear or what kind of shoes they have on? So what? I don't have the right to say anything about that person. And you bite your tongue and walk away because you don't have a right to say anything about anybody.
0: No, I, we're all. Trying to get through just we're all. We're doing the best we can with what we have. Yeah, I it's mean, at the but, end of the day.
1: But I do talk. I I do say things like, uh, uh, like if I do see someone, and again, it's not judgment. I'm not judging someone. But if they're a piece of crap, well, they're a piece of crap because they just choose to be. I didn't make them that way. If they're walking around treating everybody horribly all the time, yeah, they are a piece of crap because they choose to be that way because they choose to to treat people in a certain way. So that's again- but that's again that's not judgment if if you're that, it's just because you choose to be that you could choose differently.
0: What would you say to someone to help them awaken to that choice?
1: Look around look we live in a world that we're we're pointing rockets at each other we are everyone is always uh. Uh, my my feelings are getting hurt or everything no it, uh, right now we're in, we're in, in an unfortunate time that everyone is uh voicing their opinion because of, of of not because they have an actual opinion on it because they want individuality because they they think they have been denied that their entire lives when they have it they everyone has an opportunity to to shine but now everyone is is playing the victim. We have to get away from that because it's just not hurt. It's not helping anybody. Uh, it's 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 more or less hurting everybody. Uh, but I I try to let them know that these things are just not important. There there's no there's no necessity out of it. We are here to work together. If we were not meant to work together, there wouldn't be seven point five billion of us. There would only be one. Yeah. So I, I try. I have to get the trying to get them get back on track of what the real reason is that we are here is to work together because what we're trying to do again is learn this human experience, but we are here to, to basically the, the reason why Jesus Christ was here and he was a real person. Uh, He's not everything that they made him out to be, but he was a real person. His soul had only been here once. And why he was here was to let us know that we can all take care of each other. We could share everything in the world because there's enough of everything in the world to share. Uh, we can all live as, as free, men, free men and women, but we, we, just, we don't have to live under the power and rule of everybody. Unfortunately, we just relinquished the power over to them a long time ago. We need to learn to take it back. Um, like right now with the presidential elections and all this. No, these people are el- elitists who don't care about you. They only care about themselves and how much money they can make. So yeah, he was trying to tell us that we could all do this stuff, but, uh, but the people like our governments now are power control. were telling, Hey, saying, Hey, we can't have this guy on the street. He's taking our power and control away. He's taking our money away from us. So they put him on a cross and murdered him in front of everybody. The cross is not something to revere Jesus by. It's a form of punishment. That's mm-hmm. what it is. And why do they want you to wear a, a cross around your neck? So to remind you, not of what Jesus did for you, but what they what they have over top of you. If they have power and control over you, they want you to believe how much they have control they have over you. So that's why they want you to wear it around your necks and you'll continuously be reminded.
0: Mm.
1: No. We have to get away from that. And the only way that we get away from that is take the power back. It's... it's- it's very simple, but we're just so afraid to do it because we have believed for so long that the establishment will not allow us to do it and they will ruin us. If there you, are people just like us.
0: If you had one or two things to help someone get started on that journey for themselves, right? Where they, they come to a point where they know they need to do something different. They've, they've, they're choosing that for themselves.
1: They have to be at rock bottom.
0: Okay, and what you is you have to
1: be able to, you have to be able to surrender yourself. You have to be able to learn to let go. So when I when I found out oh, when all this stuff was happening to me, I was searching everywhere for answers, and no one really had any true answers. I I met a couple of mediums who did help me, uh, but one of them did say to me, "What do you want to do with this?" I said. I don't know. I don't know what I have. She said, Oh, you're just an untrained medium. And I said, okay, so what do I do? She said, well, you need to have a sit down talk with God. You need to, to express to him, you're either going to keep this or you're going uh, and move forward with it, or you're just going to push it away. And I looked at her and she said, but I know you don't want to push this away. I said, no, it's been my entire life. So I'm I'm used to it. Um, She said, well, then you need to have a talk with God and decide what you're going to do. And at that point, you know, when my wife and I got home from this uh, talking to her, um, I said to my wife, I said, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to have a talk with her because I don't know what else to do. We were basically at our wits end because of everything that was happening around us. And it was mainly me. I I said, I got to get this thing figured out because if he wants me to do something. I mean, he would know. So, so I'm just going to let, I'm going to do whatever he wants me to do. I mean, I was just at a point I had nowhere else to turn. This was my only choice. And so I went into a room and I sat and I I had a conversation with him that basically said, you know, I will, I'll do whatever you want me to do. God, if this is what you want me to do, I'll I'll follow through with it. I'll do it 110%, but I need help with that. I can't just do this on my own I'm already having a hard time figuring this out now. So I surrendered myself to him. Now, when I say I'm surrendering myself to God, I'm not talking about religion because religion's a bunch of bull crap. that's, again, the people who want to tell you how to live your life the way they want you to live and give them 10 percent. I was surrendering to him to guide me, to show me the way to bring others into my life that would hopefully show me the way of what I needed to do. That's where you have to be. And if you can't, if you're not there, then you're not ready. You can't, like I said, you can't just go buy a bunch of crystals and a bunch of other, you know, and rocks and all that stuff and go, oh, my life is straightened out now. No, it's not. It's just not. You, you, can't, you can't just put up a crystal grid and go, okay, now I got all this wonderful energy. I'm going to be a great person now. It does not happen. You have to get rid of all that stuff that's inside of you, all the belief systems you had inside of you. You have to get rid of all all the toxic people and the toxic environment around you in order to do that. That's the inner work that needs to be done. The first step, taking time to meditate. And that's the hardest thing for people to do. I, I hear people tell me, I can't do it, I can't do it. I said, it's not that you can't do it. It's that you won't do it. You won't take 10 minutes out of the day, you know, but you'll, you'll sit in front of a TV and watch a football game for a couple of hours. Seriously? No. It's about clearing out your mind in order for those messages to come through, but you have to have a clear mind. You can't have a mind that's running a million miles an hour. I mean, that's why people have these NDEs all the time. They had to be slowed down enough to have a message brought to them because their life was going a hundred miles an hour. Wow. So It's about meditating. It's about starting there. Uh, What I used to do, um, I don't do it anymore. I don't meditate that much anymore. I don't have to. I'm always connected. I mean, always connected. Uh, I get touched on my face for yes and no answers. This is yes and that's no. I used to have two of them, one here and one here, by two different archangels. Now it's 51. I get touched on my face in 51 different places by 51 different archangels. Uh, Well. One of them's not an archangel. He touches me right here. It's Jesus, and then the other one touches me here on my eyelid. That's I've only been touched there six times. That's by God, but I've seen him five times. He's spoken to me eight times. Uh, but uh, I don't take it for granted. But uh, but um, yeah, I I'm always connected. I don't. I'm never not connected. I'm being touched on my face right now. When I just said I'm always connected, I just got touched for yes on my face. So it never turns off. It never goes away. But again, I got something different and no one else has. It's okay. but, um, but a, you have to be able to take the time. It's a commitment. and most people don't have time, like I said, to sit down and, and sit for five minutes. because with, with meditation, it might take 10 minutes, and it might be two hours. But the reason it's only it, it went for two hours is because you were so involved in it that you didn't realize how much time had passed. Yeah. But but it is about that's the first step in taking the commitment is to getting yourself to get rid of everything else that's going on in your life and then start meditating. So you can actually get messages, clear messages, because they are out there to help us. Spirit is here, you know, but we just don't take the time to listen to them. We only take the time when we think it's going to do something for our lives because just because we want it. no. There are things that you need to do in your life because you have to do them because you must do them, and people just don't want to take the time for that. They want it to be pick and choose. There is no pick and choose.
0: And it's a cycle. Um, you do you do the work. It's ongoing. I think you said that already. Yeah. Um, I we get to a point where we are trekking along, but it's it's not a straight up path it's no, kind of no. a windy road almost like also i guess peeling back an onion right like there's yeah. layers and complexities so we go through some stuff we'll that's hit rock analogy. bottom again and then we'll surrender again and yeah. like it it just keeps going that's how we keep learning and growing well and you,
1: once you once you surrender you i mean people do uh, what we would call trip and fall and, Go out and stuff like that. I I've never gone out. I'm I'm always in this. You you could remain in that, but you have to be and you got to be true to yourself and know. Okay, I'm doing this for the right reasons, and I'm not doing it just because I'm trying to put on a show for everyone else.
0: Um, what are do you do readings at this point with people? Yeah, sure. I what, uh, what is a <clears throat> I like just did
1: a show you? last weekend uh, over in up in uh, Tucson. And uh, I did 19 readings in a row, just one after another. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I mean
0: Wow. Yeah. Not easy. What, What's it like? Like, because what you, and you've said this a couple of times now, like what you have is different from everybody else. Yeah. H- how does a reading with you look like? What does it no. look like? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I do. Is and are people say- mad at you? Like, I'm not to interrupt, but like. I'd imagine you say a lot of truthful things. The truth can hurt. Like, do people get mad during their readings? Uh, I, well,
1: when I sit down with someone, they sit in front of me. And the first thing I say to them is I, I, I always tell everyone, I can only tell the truth one way. I can't tell it 50 ways until one way suits you. Meaning, if you ask me a question, I'm going to get you the answer. If you don't like the answer, that's too bad because it's the truth. I said, so don't ask me the same question a different way to get your own answer that you want.
0: No game in the system, guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I, and I have had to do that uh, many a times um, because, again, when I get touched on my face, I get touched, this is yes. And when, when I get a no, it feels like a tear running down my face. So when anyone sits in front of me, they ask me a question, but they don't even realize the first question I am asking, is this, is this person have good intentions? Are they telling me the truth? And I have many told me I get no. So I have I have stopped readings before. I did a reading for a couple one time, these two women. And I did a reading prior with the one woman. But then this woman sat down in front of me. She started asking me questions and they were not they were not truthful questions. And so I said I said in my mind, I'm talking to them. I said, she told me the truth. I got no. I was like all right, we need to stop. And she said, why? I said, well, you're not asking me truthful questions. You're asking me manipulated questions so you can get your own truth. And then I turned right around to the woman that was with her. I said, because she uh, she wants her own truth so that she can have power and control over you because she really doesn't care about you or love you. She just wants to tell you what to do because that's what she likes to do. And uh, so here's your sign, like a comedian. Uh, get out because she doesn't love you. And then I turned around and 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 I said, so... I know that's what you're doing because you want your own manipulated truth. And she said, How'd you know that? I said, Because you're talking to the freaking medium. Now stop lying to me and start asking me truthful questions. But then when she started doing that and when I gave her the answer, she started going this. And I said, Are you humming? And I said to her girlfriend, Is she humming? She said, Yeah, she does it to me all the time. I said, Yeah, because she's blocking me out. I stood up and said, Here's your money. Have a great day because wow. I don't play that crap I don't do auditions hmm. and I get everything right that's amazing so, so yeah so when they sit down with me and then I what I do is uh if I find out that okay they're gonna tell me the truth uh then i I tell them give me one of your hands and I tell them to hold my hand and they always just hold it and I said no hold it like you mean it and then and then uh, what happens at that point is I norm- normally see uh, spirit animals in front of someone. And the spirit animal is not just sitting there. The spirit animal basically enacts what the person is going on, what they're doing in their life. And th- and I see that and I pick up on it and they, it tells me. And then archangels tell me what's going on and then I tell them what's going on. And then once I do that, well, that's a good thing I keep bunch of tissues next to us.
0: Has there ever been a point as you're not in a, a reading setting where you, something might come through and you feel like I have to tell this person this now, like unsolicited on the street stranger
1: all the time. Yeah.
0: What do you do? Like do you go up to people. And-
1: <clears throat> well, sometimes I get messages that I'm, I'm meant to tell someone and sometimes I don't, I was doing readings one time in a mall And um, this guy walked past me in the mall, and he had his daughter with him. And I got a message from regular spirit. I don't – I don't – I get messages from regular spirit, but I don't confide in that. I get all my information from archangels. Uh, They're not men with wings and shields and swords, not by any means. Uh, So so this message came in that this man was going to die when he was 47. So originally – so what I did is I asked my spirit guide, should I tell this person? And they said no. So I didn't.
0: Mm.
1: Now, when I get a message that I'm told to give to someone, I absolutely tell them.
0: It's a lot of trust there. I tell them everything.
1: I I had had a girl over the weekend who um, I saw something very strange with her. Uh, I just wrote about it on my uh, page. So when she sat down with me uh, and she held my hand, again, I usually see spirit animals or or other people around them, what have you. And uh, I saw something within her. And what I saw within her looked like a dragon's head with red eyes and a snake's body, and it was on fire. Mm. And I told her, I, I said, and I told her what was going on. I said, you have a horribly negative energy within you. It's not caused by you specifically or the people around you. It is just inside of you. And uh, from and I, t- I had to tell her, I said, uh, at that point, I, I just, got hard. I had to tell her she wasn't going to be here very long. That whatever it was that she had inside of her was eating her up inside. And this was going to be her demise. She wasn't going to be here very long. Mm -hmm. It was then that she revealed to me that she had multiple, multiple diagnoses of different diseases going on in her body. Wow. I can't make this shit up. She knew she was going to die soon. How would I know that? Right. So and then we talked about it. But I, but I told her there was a reason for that because this was her last incarnation and this was something that she really needed to learn. And then she needed to worry about it because she was going to go home and stay home. So at that, I mean, this was a 20-minute conversation, but she, it's a very sweet girl, but she knew, I mean, she had, a, she had a disease that she actually bumped into a table one time and it broke her leg. Wow. So. Oh yeah i I see all kinds of things and but I but I always tell them you know do you want me to be the doctor who gives you a bunch of medical jargon or do you want the truth and if they want the truth, I gave it to them
0: Where? I, I, go ahead oh no go ahead I had a lady who
1: didn't like the truth one time I'll, I'll explain this one so uh, she came to me and sat in front of me and she said uh, I, I said well did the same thing and told her everything and held her hand and and then I told her what I saw. And I said, okay, is there any questions you want to ask? And then that's how it works for me. You ask a question. I get the answer. Uh, and she asked me, she said, there's a business I wanted to open up. And I, and I immediately, as soon as I got the answer, she said, she was halfway through it. She said, there's a business I want to open. Up. I said, no. She said, what do you mean? No. She goes, I didn't even tell you what it is. I said, I don't need to know what it is. I just, I just know, no, you're not supposed to open it. She said, but I really want to do this, Daniel. I said, I know you really want to do this, but No. And she said, why not? I said, well, because you're going to get a partner in your business uh, that you don't want to have. And she said, I don't want to have a partner. I said, I know that, but you're going to get a partner because you can't afford what you're about to do. And, uh, and he's not going to, uh, he wants a quick return on his money. And, and, uh, so, and you're not going to be able to do that. So you're going to end up going out of business. So I'm telling you, don't do it. And she said, I don't want a partner. I said, I know that. I said, but I'm telling you, don't do it. What are you, what are you trying to get into? She said, oh, I'm going to start a recording studio. I said, you don't have the money to do that lady. And she said, Oh, I have the money. I said, do you, how much do you have? She said, I have $60,000 to start it. I said, that's not enough. I'm telling you. I was, I said, I was a drummer in a rock band. I've been in recording studios. You don't have enough money to do it. I'm telling you. So don't do it. So, uh, after the reading, uh, she came and saw me again about a year later. And, um, And was it a year? No, let me ask. That was three years later. Sorry. (laughs) But uh, um, I just asked them and they just told me. Um, Time is irrelevant. So uh, she comes and sits in front of me and she says, hey, you remember me? I was like, lady, I do a lot of reading. She said, she said, I came to you in Ocean City. and, And I said, oh, you wanted to open that business, right? And she said, yeah. And I was like, wait, you didn't just want to open it anywhere. You wanted to open it across the street, didn't you? She said, "Yeah, I did." I said, "And I told you not to open that, right?" She said, "Yeah, yeah." I said, "How'd that go?" She said, "I opened it." I said, "And how'd that go?" She said, "I closed six months later." And I said, "Why did you close?" She said, "Well, my partner." I said, "Oh, you mean that partner you said you didn't want to get?" And I told you didn't. You actually didn't want. And she went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yes, that's right." I said, "I said uh, he wanted a quick return on his money." She said. Yeah, he did. He did. I said, how'd that go? She said, that's exactly what he wanted. And uh, I couldn't I couldn't get the money to him because I just I wasn't making any money. I said, right, because I told you not to open it. She said, yeah, I said, what happened? She said, now I owe him ten thousand dollars. And I said, and if you had listened to me, you wouldn't owe him anything. But you and your free will decided to do go against everything that I that spirit was telling you. And I said, not just spirit. I talked to archangels, so they're right hand of God. So the answers I was getting for you, or I get for anyone, are coming from God. And you went against God because you want to use your free will and your ego for a bunch of bull crap. She said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, you didn't listen to me then. You go listen to me now." She didn't like that answer. Wow. But then she went into this. She said. uh, well, yeah, I like you. I said, great. So she said, <laughs> so she, said uh, she asked me some questions about her her daughter. She said, my daughter's going to have a child. Do you know what it is? I said, yeah, it's going to be a boy. And she said, uh, is there going to be any issues? I said, and, and I said, yeah. I said, he's going to have some breathing issues and some problems with his ears. And he's going to have to go to a specialist for for uh, um, infections in his ears and stuff like that. And she said, do you think he'll he'll get out of that? I said, yeah, he'll get out of it by the time he's three or four years old. But But it's going to be a process. And she said, and her answer was, yeah, that's what the other three mediums told me. And I just, I I dropped my head and I said, what are you doing? Seriously, what are you doing? I said, what is your freaking problem? She's like, what do you mean? I said, I said, your problem is you don't like the freaking truth. That's what your problem is. You went to one medium, they gave you these answers. You went to another medium, and now you're looking for validation, and they gave you these answers. And then you went to a third one, gave you the same answers, and now you're coming to me, and I'm number four, and I'm giving you the same freaking answers. I said, your problem is you don't freaking listen. I said, you want your own version of the truth. Well, I, I, I came to you because I like you. I said, it doesn't make a difference if you like me or not. You're, you're, I'm the fourth one how many times do you have to be told the truth until you understand it's the actual truth and not the truth that you want? And she said, I don't know. I said, yeah, I said, you need to stop really. I, and then at the end of the reading, I, I said, so are you going to listen to me now? Because it's not me. It's coming from archangels. It's coming from God. Who's giving you answers and you're defying God. He's trying to help you and you don't freaking listen. Are you going to listen to me now? She said, yeah, she got up and walked away. I got a, a message turned around. and My wife said, no, she won't. Mm. Because people are that way. They just don't. They, they, they come seeking truth. They come seeking answers. But when it doesn't suit their suits their inside, well, then too bad for you. And I have no I have no um, I'm not I don't feel sorry for them. I'm here to do a job. I'm here to give them the answers that they need. But if they're not going to do anything with them, that's their fricking problem, not mine.
0: Do you think, well, you know, (laughs) are we meant to know all these things? Like I know you said there'll be times where you-
1: No, you're meant to learn because there's no right and wrong. There's no epic failures. There's no mistakes in your life. No one makes a mistake. Anyone tells you that you're a failure, you don't listen to that person. What you're finding out is what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And sometimes you have to do something that doesn't work for you A few times in order to find out what does work for you. If you walk through a doorway and there's a nail on the floor and you trip over the nail, how do you learn that lesson? You go get a hammer and you bang it in so you can walk freely the rest of your life. Not everybody does that. People trip four or five times before they figure out this isn't working for me anymore. I have to do something different. Yeah. And and I can get you answers, but these answers are you following through with that answer. You have to listen to the answer, you have to trust it, and you have to follow through with it. And if you're not going to do that, again, if you're only going to pick and choose, well, the good things that could be happening in your life are not going to happen as often because you don't listen and pay attention.
0: Mm. How can people get in touch with you?
1: Um, They can get in touch with me if they want to get a reading. Uh, They can find me at www.spiritmediumdaniel.com. Or they can find me at my podcast. Uh, It's called Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. Me, daniel jackson and that's at www.beyond-the-veil.com uh if they want to read my book uh it's called uh, daniel jackson the new beginning my awakening as a spirit medium uh it tells everything about my story and how everything happened to me and for me uh plus there's 25 messages that are channeled messages from our archangels messages from god telling us how to how to treat how to Wake ourselves up, how to how to become a, the better version of ourselves and how to help other people to become a better version of themselves, which in turn will help us as well. Um, and then uh, they can find that on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and put in uh, Daniel Jackson, The New Beginning, My Awakening is a Spirit Medium. I sell it for $8, uh, the paperback, and the uh, the ebook is like $6.46. But, uh, yeah, I'm not trying to make a million dollars. I'm just trying to help as many people as I can. That's, that's all. Amazing. So that's why, but uh, I'm very accessible. I have a group on uh, on uh, Facebook called the Spirit Medium Daniel Group. They can join that. But uh, anyone can uh, can try to join up. Uh, again, when I look at that page and I see someone who's trying to join, the first question I ask is, does this person have good intentions? And if I get touched, no. Well, deny. That's how I come on all these different podcasts. That's how I have get podcast uh, guests on my podcast. I will look at the name and say, "Is this a good show to go on?" If I get touched, just yes, I try to get on it. If it's not, I don't bother.
0: I am so grateful that you are here with us today. Um, the truth is something that I appreciate and continue to work through (laughs) so i'm i'm glad that you are someone who is is willing to tell people the truth it's not Um, easy it's not sugarcoating
1: yeah you got you got to work yeah i don't sugarcoat anything you do have to work through it it does take time because this is all we've known for our entire lives what's going on out in this world and we've been doing it for 10 20 30 40 50 years it's going to take some time to get through it but but like with anything as long as you make the first step and then you stay on that path, you'll be okay. But it does, it's like going on a diet. You have to be committed to do it, you know? You can't just go on it and off it every two weeks and, and think that's gonna be the way, you know? You have to stay with it, stay with the core, stay with the path, and and you'll get there, but you, but you have to do some work. It's not easy. If life was meant to be easy, what would be the point of living? If you were given everything in your lifetime, you wouldn't appreciate the things that you do have.
0: Oh, so true. Um it's worth it guys, you know, make the commitment to yourself. It's consistency. Um, Daniel, thank you so much for being here today. We're going to wrap up. Um, We'll make sure that all the links are in the show notes uh, to get your book, to connect with you for a reading. Um, Very much appreciate it. Again, just like we do every other episode, you're never stuck. You are never lost and you are never, ever alone at any given moment. You can use your power to pivot, make a new choice, and start again. And I will talk with everyone on the next episode. Make sure to reach out to Daniel. Um, Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. That was an awesome uh, ending.
0: (laughs) At any given moment, you have the power to choose a new path for your life. We hope these interviews inspire you to recognize that power to pivot within yourself. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miles, and I want you to remember you are never stuck you are never lost and you are never, ever alone. At any given moment, you can use your power to pivot, make a new choice and start again. And I so look forward to seeing you on the next episode where we share more inspiring stories, tools, and tips to help you on your path.